Hello and welcome to the Euphoria podcast. I guess you're surprised to hear my voice all of a sudden. Normally it's Dracos's. I've never really done this before. Uh, Dracos is my host, but he's gone. Uh, and now I'm here with uh, Medivedi for a special episode of Couples Therapy uh, to figure out uh, why I'm casting with medics so much recently and Bedius isn't. Hey man, I've been busy. <laughs> that is actually true. <laughs> I yeah. had stuff to do. You even dodged us on Monday. <laughs> I didn't dodge. I was paralyzed. Oh, There's paralyzed. My back hurts. I, I'm over 30. I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's the, the burden of age. Yeah. And it's, it's medics debut on Euphoria. It's true. Never been on it. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. At the end of the episode, you'll understand why. <laughs> <laughs> just going to talk about a lot of Do random shit. you know there shit. was a period in yeah. time when Deficio and Dracos used to host where they just mm. stopped inviting me because I wasn't very good at podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great episode, everyone. Yeah. Well, what's changed? <laughs> Nothing, honestly. I don't know why they keep putting Look, me Deficio's here. Deficio's gone. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got to invite you yeah. back. As always, uh, Euphoria is available on uh, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Um, but can we get to the heart of the issue, Mark? <laughs> what's the heart of the issue? Why do you hate Fnatic? Yeah, I don't hate question, Fnatic. Actually. No, no, no. I we've got to get Fnatic. to the bottom of this because, mm -hmm. like, you oppressed them. Okay, so for context, for a lot of people who don't know, I was streaming the LPL playoffs. As you often are. And there's a, a website called slash r slash place on Reddit, which I'm sure maybe some of you have seen, where you can place one pixel yeah. every five, four, five minutes, and there's thousands of pixels. And uh, obviously, I made a little piece of artwork for my stream. And then I found... Do you want to describe it for yeah, the audience? Can you describe wanna... the artwork? <laughs> it was just nature. Nature, okay? was it? I <laughs> like nature. Yeah. It was just a picture of uh, nature. For right. those who know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then I found Fnatic's one, but it was tiny. It was only about 15 pixels. Okay. And so when my chat found out that the Fnatic logo was there, mm -hmm. they unleashed and destroyed it. Uh, maybe I insinuated it by I'd, saying yeah. change the Fnatic wording to Pedro for fun, <laughs> <laughs> just to make it funny. Wow. Um, and they, they did that, but then I said stop, but obviously when you tell someone not to press the red button, they're going to press the red button. Yeah. So uh, your ego took over. Yeah, no, I often find stream chats are a representation of the streamer's personality, oh, they are. right? And so they are. I think we just see that sort of taken to its logical conclusion. I feel like the hive minds are a fake law and I don't control the hive mind. Do you... Gain a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. What is you, this? Why you, are we yeah, interviewing me? Why am I happening? <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but this is actually the Medivedi for a special. Oh, and yeah. we're joined by special guest Kadrol. Nice to see you. To discuss what it's like being a big streamer in the industry. So why let's did talk you about leave your, Excel? Let's why talk about you? your chat, Betty, then. What does it represent for me? My chat? It's quiet. <laughs> no one says anything. I have a wonderful why time. Why did I leave Excel? Which time? <laughs> <laughs> Which time? <laughs> you know, I've been thinking recently that the reason why you hate OMG so much much is because they failed to qualify for top six in the LPL. No, I hate them. And therefore, they're a representation mm. of what mm. you were. No, you know? it's kind of so like... you hate them. It's kind of like, I don't know what the show is. It's not Power Rangers. What is it when you have like a bot that you control and then you fight with the robot wars? You ever seen Robot Wars? I have seen Robot Wars. Where you have like the, the swords and stuff. So kill a lot. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Robot Wars. Matilda, 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 Matilda Man. Yeah, Robot and Wars. Where they they make Charles, the, the, the guy that did the announcement that was also in Red Dwarf, uh, yes. had that northern voice. But this is mm, very yeah. British, yeah, yeah. For, they, just yeah. for the record. For, I mean, there's an American version as well. I think it's called BattleBots. Uh, yeah, they make bots is simpler than Robot. They make robots and then they attack each other's robots with like chainsaws and like spinning wheels, flipping things. When you're a young man, it's like. This is cool. Yeah. yeah. This is cool. Yeah. So Dom's little OMG robot came to the Weibo neighborhood and just got its chainsaw out and started sawing me in half. I okay. see. So then it became hate watching. I see. So now every time he's in a stadium, I then 
walk around and kick his robots. Ah, see, for me, I hate watching the shy. And mm. so I'm very glad that they've lost. Now, you know what? You know? Both robots yeah. are out now. Both <laughs> but, robots have no one to fight. It was the it was the Titans, the JG and BLG are gonna win. Mm. And they're gonna be the biggest robots that win. So yeah. But hey, can you stop talking about the LPL? Here talk about the LC yeah, cage roll. Uh so how are you, my co-host medic? Yeah, I'm doing well actually. Yeah, yeah I watched Barbie and Oppenheimer last night. Oh really? The Boppenheimer combination. Appreciate the invitation. Oppenheimer. Uh, you know, you're always welcome to join me, Bedius. I clearly wasn't. That, well, I, I, I knew this was couples therapy. Yeah. So why just didn't like you a... invite him to the cinema medic? Well, I didn't think Barbie would be your sort of movie. If anything, Oppenheimer wouldn't be my sort of no? movie. Barbie you don't like sounds explosions? lit. I don't know. Isn't Oppenheimer like some sort of deep psychological yeah, kind exploration of. into... It is very long as well. It's three hours, one minute. And for Ooh, you, that's like three hours? two raids in Lost Ark. That is... Yeah, we got home one. at like midnight. Yeah... Yeah. That might be an at-home one. Wait, so yeah. you did them both in the same day? Yeah, we went there, the went there at five right and watched Barbie and then watched Oppenheimer. I didn't. I'm kind of gonna like reveal this, and I hope the person whose birthday it was isn't watching. <laughs> but like, we missed her birthday on on Friday, so we we're like, oh, we'll take you out to see a movie and get you dinner as like you know recompense, like, making up for our, our right, issues. Right, right. So and you're a bad friend. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> sure, like, whatever. Hey, don't and attack my co-host the, the, like the that. The bad friend bit comes next. And then she was like, hey, I want to watch Barbie and Oppenheimer. And I was like, well, like, I can't say no now because I mm. missed your birthday on Friday. <laughs> but I really didn't want to be there for six hours watching Barbie and Because I feel like when you watch one movie, you finish and you're like, well, you get an opinion of the movie. You're kind of tired. Yeah. You finish your popcorn. And then you go I into a go movie about making atomic bombs. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, no. oh, all these spinning, uh, the editing's really fast as well. I was very When you're on your couch watching yeah. like the Lord of the Rings extended edition, you can just pause and have breaks. Yeah. You know, you can get up. Was there like a break in the three hour no. film? In the Batman, they did a break that was to three To contrast, hours. that's like a six game day. You've cast yeah. six game day before, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're tough. But one of them I get paid Wasn't for and the other one was watching Barbie. You paid for them. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there like an MSI with like eight games or something? With yeah, yeah, there was. It was the, That's um, true. That was the, that, do you remember RNG, Quantum of Love? Yeah. That was uh, the three team group. Whoever was on that oh, the old like the old no, well, so rumble stage There was a MSI, team yeah. that didn't participate. It was the VCS because they couldn't make it. Oh, yeah, it was 2022. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, and so there was an odd number of teams, mm. and then there was a group that obviously was missing. So that was when RNG went eight and zero in the group, and we all had to watch RNG beat Unicorns of Love for the 15th time in a time. row. Wasn't yeah. Direwolves the other team or Chiefs? I, I think that, it was the it OC was team. The team. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. The year before that was the year the C9 got knocked out by OC, right? Yeah, that was a good year. <laughs> well, no, they didn't get knocked out. I think they just lost the game. I don't think they got knocked out. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to check. This I now, swear it was I like a time like No, no, no. They... That was the MSI where the Australia qualified for the top six. But I'm pretty sure twenty actually, is 2021, right? I think they won the. No, C9 got through. Oh, but the C9 Pentanet beat C9, yes. to, so they couldn't get fourth place and make it to the playoff stage. Correct. So yes. they knocked them out. Well, they didn't knock them out. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. The no, OC. because like this is this is like you know when we said at MSI that uh, Licorice killed every LPL top laner, and that when just only, didn't happen. It was like it was like <laughs> what was it? It was like everyone was saying that he solo killed like Bin, but he killed three six nine or something. Yeah. No, or was well, it so he did. He killed three six nine, and for some reason we all just believed that he also he, solo yeah. killed Bin because he had a good game again. He, yeah. did, he did kill Bin, but it was two people were there. Yeah, it was a two v one. In any yeah. case, it's, anyway, uh, there's going to be a lot of ranting in this podcast. There's a couple topics we're going to hit for sure when yeah. it comes to like the LEC and the teams and predictions and looking forwards. But I feel like with you two, even when we cast, especially we, with Medic, 
Every what? time I cast with medic, what's wrong with casting with medic? It's not wrong. It's, it's just it's a, not like, wrong. It's just we we both look at each yeah. other, and I don't know if it's a sense of humor, but a direction is going, and we're going that direction. Yeah. And like, like for example, I mean, we can break down the psychology of your casting if you want. It's just he likes to take digs at me, so then I attempt digs back at him that are so your digs bad. Are good. They're, They're sometimes solid. all right, and then we just go off the rails, yeah. well, the, and he sits in the crowd for about the, half an hour. Here's the problem, and then does nothing, and gets paid for yeah. it. Yeah. And I still I came back cast. for first blood. Okay, that's the important thing. Yeah. Your your type of comedy, you're not the wittiest individual. You know, quick humor. Uh, he uh, on the other is hand, there a with a foot, he on the other hand is quite witty. Right, you see, yeah. he can come up with like clever puns and his one liners. He, he builds wits in. Again, that, no, that's just, solid. That is reinforced. Oh, yeah. Tell me in the comments. That, that was a good one, right? No, that doesn't <laughs> make any <laughs> sense. Um, yeah, so you have an interesting dynamic, but he's committed to following you. You see, that's yeah. his problem. He'll go down the rabbit hole regardless of where it is. Mm. And so you end up with a very strange comedic yeah, dynamic. I also think at the moment, I care less about analysis in my casting. I'm much more just like, I'm just going to have some fun. I feel fun like I'm super game-focused like, Yeah, which is fine. And it's good yeah, because you can be really game-focused and then I bounce off you and then I take us off the rails a bit and then we go back to the game. I wonder what it's like being a viewer. It's like, here's this massive macro play that's going on with this ward here and then Medic just says that I've got funny pants on. That's not what Medic does. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I will say, most of our viewers wouldn't know there's a macro play going on, like a really good one, unless you told them. And that's no offense to our viewers. But like, I've watched the game for a so very long time. So you're saying our viewers are all idiots? And they should watch the cast meter. Why are you viewers of Euphoria are idiots. Doing? However, viewers right of the Medi Vedi Euphoria special are geniuses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> When's the Medi Vedi podcast coming out? I keep trying to push Vedi to do it, That's and he says true. people wouldn't be interested. I don't under again, like we're going way off topic. Just here. you and I <laughs> shooting the shit. Like I have some cool thoughts that I want to share with you, but I can't unless it's in podcast. You know what the best thing about all of this is in the YouTube video, there's yeah. like snippets of the bottom bar where it tells you what we're talking yeah, about. Normally the, the intro part is, is like two minutes yeah, yeah. and then we're talking about the other seat. My yeah. time is at 11. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had 11 minute intros. I remember the Black Clover intro I did with Dracos once. That was don't, a... Don't get the Black Clover Yeah, that was a dime. It's actually yeah. at almost 10, but I forgot to start yeah. it for the first minute. Yeah, <laughs> and then the producer was like, start the timer. And, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm hosting. <laughs> but <laughs> so speaking about Black time. Clover, yeah. people being annoyed for no reason. <laughs> Let's talk about G2 versus XL. Because why are people so annoyed Good at, segue, at, at League of Legends? Right? Like, why are they annoyed? The amount of tweets i've seen being like oh G2, show me a twitter G2. show me a tweet find one right now you know i'm gonna open up okay, the post sure. yeah give me a tweet G2. while you talk find me a tweet okay well yeah the problem is i can't multitask that well so it's gonna be a bit of a I'm, no fine. i'll do i'll do I'll, you're I'm, gonna find a tweet i'm gonna find yeah, a, but the, the amount reddit. of people i've said i've seen yeah on reddit and on twitter being like this means we're doomed for worlds and i'm like oh. i don't care Right? It doesn't matter if the quality of LEC is that bad. Sometimes you just have to enjoy what you've got at the moment. <laughs> the best comment of that whole series, if you guys have watched Series at Home, is this is what Steve thought he was buying when he got TL, TL and Summer. Yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> he just completely yeah. won v 9 on the Cogmore. Yeah. But no, I think there was a lot of negativity. I think that a lot of negativity okay, I'll say stems from Caps, actually. Because a lot of people looked at G2 and thought, wow, Caps, 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 he's having a great split. And we thought so yeah. too. In game one, he played, game really one, well. played good. The rest of those four games... <laughs> It wasn't craps or caps. It was just blank. Didn't I see mean, him. Game two was craps. Game two was craps. <laughs> Tower dive. He definitely like three. didn't do as much in the games or have as much of an impact. You know, the first game he picks Nico, he solo kills Abadaga, mm -hmm. right? And then he has like three man ultimates, four team fights in a row. And then he kind of, I mean, the Nico gets banned and he goes to different champions like the Syndra and such and the Ari. And he, as much as Ari's like a supportive champion, some of those games he just didn't have caps moments sure. or as much impact at all in those games. 
And I feel like that's a big reason as to why the series went to five because Abadaga got Jace a lot and had mm-hmm. like insane performances. Okay, so there's two topics there. The first one is the negativity. Fans are always going to be skeptical as we get closer to Worlds, right? But I never think that a close best of five where there are misplays is a representation of a team's ability to play good league. Sure. Mm. Um, like, I think it's fair to say that you could also look at like Weibo versus LNG, or you could look at the other one. What was it? EDG versus... Uh, Lumpy Sports. Top. Yeah. And you could sit there and go, these were clown fiestas in the same way, like for different reasons. And like, I haven't done proper analysis on those games, but I'm sure if I tried hard enough, I could find reasons where the mistakes were made or where they did bad things. Like often when you have two good teams playing against each other, mistakes are just often more exacerbated because good teams are better at punishing those mistakes but all that all that means is that a small mistake has a greater impact and i think that there's the the beauty of having games like this is that you that you hope that teams grow you want competition in your league because that's how the teams get better and broken played summed it up really nicely in pgl he was like i hope that we can uh, i hope both teams learn from this uh, because I think there is a lot to learn. Uh, and I think that uh, moving into the next best of fives, both me and XL uh, are going to be much better. You know, mm. um, The second thing on caps is that I still think overall he played pretty well. I just think that um, the thing that I think surprised me was how well Peach and Abadage worked together. Yeah. I think that uh, Caps has always been known to be a pretty lane dominant player and how he likes to build his leads. And I think Peach caught on pretty quickly caught on pretty quickly that he can punish that and he did punish him a good number i remember on the lucian game where he was like sitting underneath his tower and then peach like flashed w'd onto the yeah. maokai and then the lucian ended up getting killed and then nabadaga got a couple of early kills i and mean even like the cinder game right like peach constantly oh yeah that was a beautiful like, gank actually yeah, 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 yeah the q flash yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like the, the mid jungle synergy i think was just more apparent uh whereas i think yike he did he it's not like he never played around mid i, mean, I think yike has just been very consistent pretty much throughout the entire split but mm. um yeah, I think that uh, people's expectations of what Caps is capable of, especially after the first game, it's um, he obviously has high standards to live up to. And sure. it's, yeah. it's always going to be difficult to meet those all the time. But overall, I definitely have more confidence in him now than I did the, in spring. For oh, sure. yeah. yeah. I mean, he was really struggling in spring, right? Yeah. I also, just uh, back onto the Worlds thing quickly, because we are kind of like straddling two topics yeah, yeah. at the moment. I just want to like wrap up the the frustration around like G2XL wasn't a great series. Um, I think sometimes we because we have worlds every year and it's regional teams competing at it sometimes we lose track of how important winning an lec split is or winning the lec is right mm. um for example in football right if you win the premier league that is a huge deal leicester city won the premier league 2015 i think it was 2015 2016 never let it down i never like, for me as a lo- lifelong leicester city fan they were two divisions below that they were where xl were in spring and winter right and now if xl have a chance to win a, a win a split of the mm. lec that's incredible for them and obviously they'll probably get wrecked at worlds if they get there right like jdg look good uh, top esports look good lck teams look good apart from t1 but that's a, a different story right yeah, and we'll talk about that there's a frustration there because we want to do well at worlds but also there's a joy in being good domestically and mm. i know some people were like that's just a cope take sure like if you if your only goal is to be good internationally 
then that is a cope take. I but also... I think finding joy domestically is super important, mm. just generally for the longevity of a league. I do also think, though, that it's important to recognize that the fans that will go out of their way to make comments are normally the diehard fans. Oh, sure. It's, yes. So it's also just it the voices that we often hear yeah. are from the fans that... Um, it's the loud minority, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the ones that definitely care the most. Because like, I <laughs> definitely am at a point where I followed League for so long that I also see Worlds... Like, I just want us to get to Worlds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen so many LEC splits in my time. But, like, my mum was literally crying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your mum's a diehard XL yeah, fan, Yeah, she's right? been a diehard XL fan for ages. And she'd kind Is of, like... Of, I was on the... She didn't even know who you were, okay. so no. Um, she... Uh, That's a lie. No, no That's joke. a lie. When you joined the broadcast, she said... I was who's, on the team for two years and you told me guy? she was a fan when she I was on the said, broadcast. She said, who's the guy that joined your team and i was like he used to play on x down he's she's like when <laughs> i swear I've, she only watched playoffs onwards that's the uh that's the issue do you want to know a re this is really mean but i think i can say it now oh no <laughs> so, she flamed me didn't she no you know that oh that jungler the, was <laughs> here that, it comes okay my mum's not that northern what are you talking about? i don't know what a welsh accent sounds like she's not welsh <laughs> she's from manchester <laughs> wait so you're welsh on your dad's side okay, yeah can we just get to the okay. flame yeah. here from Betty? <laughs> So the roster with Norskaren on it, mm -hmm. she wanted Norskaren benched every split. And I am not <laughs> kidding. She was like, That's horrible. She was DMing me and she was like, get this guy off the team. And so I was what like, you're telling really me is she knows the names of the players she think plays bad. Yes. And she didn't know my name. <laughs> she, Kato wasn't she, the problem. She's been a huge Patrick fan ever since. She yeah, loved, she loved, yeah. she, the, her favorite roster was the Patrick Mickey one. She thought that that one had potential. Mm. She really believed in so that one. So Patrick Mickey... I forget who else was on it. No, wait, did she say any other names? No. No. <laughs> Mid and bots. She was happy when they acquired Oduwamne. Um, yeah. She's hated the coaching staff for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> what about the new coaching staff yeah. with Hidon? I mean, Hidon. Uh, she hasn't commented on them recently. Yeah, we I need mean, to get her on the analyst desk yeah. for the Excel <laughs> series, really, don't we? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but uh, I was like, oh, we're going off top of him. I'm like, no, we're not talking about Excel because it's yeah. so weird to me to think that they were actually fighting for a spot in the finals, yeah. which I think, like, to kind of tie back to your point, is um, I was like amazed. Because I legitimately, I spoke to Medic in the morning because I couldn't, I was too unwell to cast, right? And I was like, mm. I hope you get a good series, right? And he was like, it'll probably just be a 3-0. Mm. And like, I was like, yeah, I hope it's like at least 3-1 or something. So mm. it's interesting. And then you got full five games. But it's those kind of series that you always think like are yeah. going to be 3-0s that yeah. randomly like turn into like these massive 3-2 series. Like for example, like the, the Rogue run last year, everyone thought, yeah, Fnatic Rogue, yeah, we'll get a Fnatic yeah, 2-2 final. Yeah, Even BDS sure. Matt. In, yeah. in spring, a lot well. of people looked at BDS as like clear favorites there. Yeah. So. I think the biggest question as well was like, the main form of negativity in that sense was, is XL good or is G2 like bad? Yeah. But you look at a lot of, the, a lot of those team fights and you look at the dynamics of them and like Broken Blade's behind on Jackson, he's landing like these insane yeah. engages. Sure. Abadage has like a really tough lane phase throughout the, the group stage, the best of threes. And then he goes up against Caps and plays out of his mind and was yeah. one of the biggest things one of the biggest factors in, in those in those games as well in terms of carrying with the Jace and such. They both found a really good style that worked for them. Like you could see the different dynamics of we both play Kalista, but you guys really want Jace Maokai and we want to play Cogmore Brown on 2-3 on and pick Blue Side and stuff like this. And we also want to pick away Rel and I think Rel was a big uh, pick. Rel was but big, yeah. The interesting thing I think about uh, G2 is if you look at around the world, Kai'Sa first pick is happening a mm -hmm. lot. It's like everyone's giving up Kai'Sa on blue side. Most people's responses still on this patch are like Aphelios. You know, we'll just go Aphelios yep. or we'll go Jinx. 
But G2's answers are we'll play Kalista into it, or we'll mm -hmm. just play Kogmo Brown, and you can pick whatever support you want because we banned Rakan on blue side. So I feel like if you look at the actual quality of the, the team fights uh, and then look at the quality of the drafts, I feel like G2 especially is like that one step ahead. I'll, I'll say XL as well because they played Kalista, but they blundered really hard on the 2v2. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember, yeah. But it feels like the creativity is kind of coming through a little bit through bot lane, whereas in other regions, I don't really see that as much right now. Sure. Yeah. I can I agree with that. Oh, okay. I just thought you had yeah, a follow-up point, but you'd be like, yeah, well, I've seen this, right? Well, I mean, Sorry, you can go no, first. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think Braum generally is a, is a pretty good pick with yeah. a lot of people going Jace Kaiser at the moment because he negates not only the poke, but also gives you like control of the lane as well with the Unbreakable, right? So mm. especially with the Rakan ban. I think if you don't ban Rakan, you're going to struggle a little bit. And then there's always the risk of the enemy going like enchanter support and just, you know, range support into you and harassing you down in lane. Um, but then they have to find more engage from somewhere else in their comp. And if you're going double poke, you really, you can't find that as easily. So, so this ties into like, I don't know, I don't know how off topic this is, but, um, <laughs> man, just, just go, think, like, do whatever think, you want. I think that the meta right now is just better, right? To in the sense or? that, well, I just think it's better specifically for Europe because our league is full of engaged support players. Yeah. Um, and so like yeah. watching Mickey over the last, like on 13-13 has been a joy. Yeah. This man has like, in my opinion, clearly cemented himself as the top support in Europe once again. Mm. Um, he's playing super, super well. And it's just because he gets like, he was an early adopter of the RAL, right? Like they were prioritizing, they flex it too. You talked about how like it was a super important pick, but also like Limit, we've known him for ages as this like Nautilus, Alistair, Rakan. Like Europe is full of really good Rakan players. That's not to say there aren't very good Rakan players around the world, mm. but like, like you can like Hillisang, Mickey, Trimby, Limit. Like there's probably more that I'm forgetting. That, yeah. Like there's just so many that, pip that like all these supports, like, oh yeah, they one tricked Rakan to Challenger and stuff, you yeah. know? Um, and so when you have supports that get to play melee champs, it opens up for a lot more playmaking. And something that um, I spoke with a couple of coaches about was the introduction of Static Shiv what that means is that you can basically there was so when you do the lane assignments right what happens is uh, as you get to the mid game you'll send your tp to the weak side yep. and then you'll take your non-tp into the strong side and then you play four man like with your ad carry support mid and then you use that push into river and then you play towards your strong side right sure. mm -hmm. you don't need to do that with static shiv you can just leave your ad carry alone in mm -hmm. mid lane they one shot the wave and then you've gained your priority which means that the support is just engaged more on the map contesting vision working with the jungler and i think that this type of play style is like perfect for a g2 specifically mm -hmm. just because it allows them like and we saw game one was a great representation of how quickly they could snowball with such a small lead and i think that that's a large part of it just because of things <laughs> like that that give you the ability to do that um and so i think that uh xl being able to comfortably slot into a meta that also like i think that throughout the series they were kind of learning themselves how they can better take advantage, things that G2 were doing that they could better optimize. They also like, in game two, when I saw that, I felt like it was G2 losing more than it was XL winning. Yeah, there right? was a few end plays in the yeah, yeah. game. But then as the series went on, I felt like, oh, this is XL winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't mm. just G2 making blunders that XL are just getting free advantages on. Um, and also the way in which XL actually won game two, I couldn't help but feel watching that game, oh, G2 is actually going to come back in this game. Um, they made a couple of early ints, but XL actually never gave them the opportunity to, yeah. you know? So, uh, 
yeah, I think that the the meta is really good for both these teams. I really enjoy what we're seeing right now. And I, I don't know, as long as the meta doesn't change too much going into Worlds, which it probably will. It's a <laughs> lot of patches. Yeah, it's yeah. what, seven patches yeah, or something until 30, then? 13, four now. We're on 13, 13 now. 13, 13, so we'll yeah. Live we'll is 13, 13, 13, 16. Yes. 13, 15 at least for season finals. So There'll it's be, probably going to be 13, 18 or 19. I, I think by the looks of it, static ship's getting hit again. Yeah. Gale Force is getting nerfed. Infinity Edge is getting buffed. Things like this. So ADs will probably change in the direction I would expect on more on hit rather than like casters. You know, like Varus, Kaisa is very on hit, AP, static ship heavy. Yeah. I think those ones will probably fall out. Maybe we'll get more like Tristana bots. Yeah. Like super heavy Tristana flex. Mm. Maybe we'll get more like uh, Ash uh on hit with infinity edge like any they, infinity edge i wonder maybe if they Draven. do anything with the mage mm -hmm. items too i know they always keep talking about it but like mid lane's been stale i like the vto talked about it where he was like the champs actually haven't changed that much true. it's been the same kind of mid pool for a long time now yeah. true but the mid pool changed as well with static ship as well didn't it? i think because you, you know it did the, a little bit but it just kind of just showed everyone that leblanc is still viable which i think she still can yeah be. and was it in the lpl someone was playing uh, leblanc without static ship electrocute yeah, from AP. yeah and it actually was pretty good still mm -hmm. So LeBlanc's probably viable. The only thing is, like, if LeBlanc is viable as AP, then Lissandra's good again, right? And if Lissandra's yeah. good, then Cassio's good, for example, right? Because it wins the lane or Syndra. So I guess with static nerfs, we either go back to, like, Mages mid, or we go back to, like, maybe roaming mids, you know, like Talia or Ryze. Well, with yeah. mid laners, it's all about who can get priority, right? Yeah. I hope Ryze comes back, actually. Like Ryze, Ryze has been getting a couple buffs here and he there. Has, He's 100% yeah. going to be back for Worlds. He always is. Corky Ryze is it. They'll all be there in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Will T1 be a Worlds to play Ryze? Copia. <laughs> 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 That's going to be tough. Uh, the last thing I'll say on the on the XL thing as well is I think Limit was smurfing. Yeah, like, really this well. guy, he, he had Relband against him. He played a lot of Alistar. Mm -hmm. But he played so cocky, and there was a few games where, you know, or a few instances where he, like, Q flashes on Brahm and nothing happens. You know, it's like he hits it and no one can follow up. Like, I remember a level one play mm -hmm. as well. I don't know if that was game five. Um, but he was an insane, like, turnaround player for, for XL. And I'm just still kind of shocked sitting here being like, 10th, 10th, VTO leaves. VTO's top four. Yep. Abadaga comes in with a splits a break. He hasn't played for ages. Mm -hmm. And Peach is just an ERL jungler who was on an academy team in Korea. And now they're 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 top three yeah. minimum, right? And I also think it's kind of interesting how players from Korean leagues that aren't even like Premier Leagues, like the LCK, mm -hmm. these are challenger players coming in smurfing, right? So like Noah is another good example. Marang was a substitute. You've got yep. uh, Peach coming in who's also smurfing. And these are all like... KT challengers, all challengers players. Sure. There's never really been like a staple LCK player come in. I remember Mickey was on my team who was like kind of up there, yeah. middle of the tier. But we've never really had like a, a core JJ come in, you know, where it's like he's won worlds. Now there's a Korean impact player tool, come in. Yeah. Or an impact. You know, I remember Ignar Photon being Photon is another one. Academy player, right? Academy, yeah. Ignar is one that stands out to me, but that was like 2018. I'm not sure how big Ignar was on the ladder I don't of think like he was top yeah. tier. He was always you know who the last one was? Is. I think it was Hachani. He won with KT, didn't he? And that's Came probably over. why we haven't done yeah. it yet. <laughs> so these players are cheap and they're super good. Yeah. Every single one of those players. Photon was one of the best players in the league. Malrang was one of our best junglers. Mm -hmm. Like Noah's one of our best AD carries now. Peach is now one of our best junglers. And these players are coming from Challengers Korea and they're popping off in the LEC. Yeah. And either this is a case of good scouting or 
I wonder what happens when we get a premier Korean player. But I think the system's pretty good now. For I European think it can teams. be a mix as well, right? Because if you're a, a, an LCK team and you're looking at your Academy AD carry and you're like, well, you know, we have we have Gumo at the moment. Do we want to look at our mm. Academy AD carry as a replacement? It's like Noah, he wasn't on T1, for example. Yeah. Say Noah's like in Berserker that academy, for right? C9. Yeah, yeah, Berserker. Right? Like He can be an incredible, incredibly good player, mm. but your team is comfy with Gumo and you're like, well... Guma is actually 5% better. So mm. just because they're in a challenger league doesn't mean that they are low quality LCK imports, yeah. right? It just means that for some reason, their main team didn't want them, maybe due to synergy, maybe there's a slight skill difference. Um, and I, yeah, I do wonder if we'll get a, a main roster LCK player. I also wonder if we want one. Yeah. Right, like how, I mean, if any team's going to do it, it's probably going to be Vitality with, <laughs> with the way that they uh, they scout they and they play teams. Have they done something like that before? I mean, they got I... Bo, I guess, but... Yeah, it doesn't really count. Yeah, but it's interesting because I feel like if you look at the last like eight years of League of Legends in Europe, I feel like 2015, 16, it was like imports. You know, it was like the reign over Huni era of like spirit. Comes it was through, like right? yeah, exactly. Like what did was coming in, mm -hmm. expect was coming in for G two stuff like that. And then as twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen rolled around, we didn't have that many Korean imports. I feel like now like any actually. Yeah, can so we sense like directed? Malrang is like twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen didn't even have Malrang. You know, it was like that oh, was like right. Ignara was leaving. That yeah, was, it, it, I mean, 18 was... I think our, we, had a, we had a couple, yeah. like, well, isn't 2018, 2019 Mickey as well, your mid laner? Yeah, but I think it's more so like the top teams we had in Europe. Very low imports, you know. It was like the Fnatic roster, yeah, the G2 roster. Yeah, I mean, roster. yeah, G2 and Fnatic didn't yeah. want them. And then over the last few years, that's happened again. Not to say it's a bad thing, but like, I feel like when talent slowly dries up or, you know, teams are finding that the European players are retiring or a lot of players are moving on to mm -hmm. NA, for example, LCK Challengers players just come in. Well, I mean, there's also just, uh, there's a... I think there's such a healthy ecosystem right now that a lot of players want to stay in ERLs. Yeah. I think a That's lot of them, very true. I think a lot of them are just very comfortable. They can stay in France, Spain, Germany, wherever it is that they want to stay. They can probably make a decent living. It's also probably less stressful. The impact of failing to win an ERL is probably significantly lower than failing to win LEC. True. Um, I guess the lack of aspiration is there, but then again, like if there's players, all players are like that, obviously. Yeah. But there's probably a few, and there might be a couple of good ones. Like I, I know that like some have even had opportunity, like like Cabo. Well, I think of also a player like Agresivo. Mm -hmm. He's a player that has been around the scene for a long time, and I'm not saying that he lacks ambition. That's not my point. My point is that like he's been in LEC. People mm -hmm. have had their opinions on him, but he's clearly still good enough to compete in ERL. And we probably have a lot of those players where they're like, they're really good. Yeah. And they're probably better than a lot of ERL talent. But for some reason, when they get to LEC level, the way in which they win games and succeed doesn't seem to work at that LEC level. It can even be synergy, right? Like you get into a synergy. team that you don't have synergy with and you, your meta read is bad or the patch is bad for you. Like if you come in for one split of the LEC, you get nine games over three weeks. But how have we patch, got on this right? topic, Mark? You started by I talking about the Korean imports. What was your know. point? What was the know. point you were trying to make? My point was just your opinion on the, these Korean imports God. coming in. But I mean, we also grow imports through ERLs now as well. Like more ERL teams are willing yeah, to true. import players, right? And I, I, I think... The, the general ecosystem in Europe is actually very strong for that. Um, yeah. I don't, as, uh, as but for some said, reason, we, ambition, we right? also have um, pros talk to me, uh, not pros, coaches talk to me all the time about how like they like top lane is a weak role in Europe. Yep. the perception. And we right have now. three import top laners. Yep. Well, yeah. Photon, Ebby, and Chasey. I think the main And about eight total imports, three of them are yeah, top. Yeah, Chasey was on the good one. He was on Damon, wasn't he? Damon challenge. Yeah. Anyway, I think the main point of this topic discussion was, well, do you think more teams are going to do it in Europe? You know? I think these, oh. these teams near the bottom are going to... If I'm Vitality and I have to spend half a million yeah. for like a top tier player to import or whatever it is... I actually wonder just with the LCK salary cap that's been rumored slash semi-announced, whether we'll see more mm. imports 
because I don't think we have a full salary no. cap in Europe yet. And if you can't make as much money over in the LCK, maybe we see more Korean players coming. Across. Yeah, Europe's interesting because, like, I know we're talking about salaries and all those things and future of the league and such. You're but really like, stuck on this topic, we're, huh, we're, Mark? Yeah. It's a good topic. It's a good topic, I think. But, like, if you look at the LCS, salaries can go to the wild millions, right? You look at the LCK. Not anymore, I don't think. I maybe think not. So, I think that's more gone. so because, like, people have kind of given up with that idea of... Oh, and they're going it's unsustainable. It's right? unsustainable, right? And the LCK, from what I know, the salaries are either... There's two tiers. You're either top tier getting paid the big bucks or your bottom tier getting paid the lowest amount of bucks. Yeah. There's no... There's very little middle ground. Whereas Europe's always kind of been in that middle ground. We've we've had some players on like really high contracts, but it's always stayed pretty sustainable, I think, for most mm -hmm. of these teams. Just I think esports is hard to make a profit in overall. Yeah. So yeah. we'll was, see what happens. Interesting discussion. We'll see what happens. Nothing to do about there the is LEC. a few. Nothing to do with XL G two. Nothing to do with XL G two. Nothing at why, all. We, uh, this is why Draco specifically said, "Don't let Mark host." Yeah, I was actually told the I was thing is host, when, and then when Dracos tweeted, "Mark is hosting." So <laughs> now I lost <laughs> well, my yeah, hosting. Wait, did Draco tweet that I'm hosting? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Unbelievable. I'm hosting now. My show. That's what Should we go been live doing? on my Twitch as well and then we'll oh just start talking to the word. chat and everything and we'll go the completely off topic? on this man, these big streamers. No, Again. it's just, it's just I don't know. I, I feel like when Dracos on the podcast, he's like, here's seven things. We're going to yeah. talk about them in this order. Mm -hmm. yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We start on one, two. I'm already on six. You know, it's like yes. I always I mean, jump. you also introduced a topic that probably wasn't even on your list. I made a list of like six things that Drake Ostomi does. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to follow my six things. Uh -huh. And how's mm -hmm. that going? Mm -hmm. We've done one of them. We've done one of them. The <laughs> intro. So <laughs> should we, should we <laughs> summarize G2XL? Summarize G2XL. That, right? Yeah, I think no, it was a good series. Good entertaining series. is a very good word. Very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. I think the quality quality is a lot higher than most people would think as well. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And I think like, people there's see, room for improvement. Sorry. Yeah, people see fighting and assume it's bad, right? It was more than one kill, kill a minute, but... That doesn't mean that the macro is bad. I think mm. XL's mid game was actually really solid. Mm. Also, not to say there weren't mistakes. No, sure. And it's probably uh, like I mean, putting me and Mark the... on the cast of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. A yeah, big you mistake. were supposed to cast but it was a again. We point, discussed right? this. Yeah, yeah. I was, was I was paralyzed. Holy, this <laughs> happened to me once. I, I slept in a hotel once, and I woke up and I couldn't move. My back was gone. So I slept. You know what I did? I thought it was the bed. Mm -hmm. So you know what I did? What? In a hotel room. It was like a four-star hotel, very nice bed. I just took the pillows off the bed, put them on the floor, and then took the blanket and laid on the floor on the pillows and slept there. <laughs> yeah. I, I find when you have a bad back lying on an uneven surface. Yeah. Really it actually made do. me feel much better. Yeah. So my, my, my solution worked. Is that worked. a placebo effect or is it Wait, the other one? Did you lie on the pillows or on the floor? On the pillows. On the okay, pillows. yeah, that's... I mean, it's not a placebo effect. I mean, it could be a placebo effect. Could have also helped him. Maybe there was something wrong mm. with the mattress. Maybe. So, but you know, if you know there's a you're being given a placebo, you can still get the placebo effect. I know, yeah. That's really interesting to me. Yeah. If you're given you a placebo... So you told me the word that the other one nocebo. That's where you get negative effects from something. Nocebo. Nocebo. What the hell is that? Where you get negative effects from something that shouldn't give you any effects. So it's like I tell you there's side effects of this pill you're taking. I give you the pill, but it's actually only sugar, and you get the negative effects. Oh, it's, it's also, like when you're drinking like water, and they say it's alcoholic, and you're like, I'm going to Google feeling that, that you're kind of. Did you ever watch House? No. So there's this episode on mass hysteria on a plane where an individual is sick and then people on the plane start hearing about it and then they start developing symptoms and then they believe it to be contagious so a lot of other people then start making themselves ill and it's the same concept it's like psychosomatic and it was never symptoms well, well one person was sick one person but, was, but it was never contagious but yeah. he wasn't contagious yeah. no it the, spoiler if you haven't seen this episode of house yet okay uh he had the bends 
So he went What's diving. Decompression and then, sickness. So he then came up mm. from the water too quickly. And then he went on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you have oh. to wait 18 hours. Well, 12 hours if you've only done one dive, but 18 hours if you've done two dives or repetitive dives before you go. Why is that? It's like your vessels in your blood like no, smaller or um, something? So usually... Well, when, when you breathe in, you absorb nitrogen alongside the oxygen, right? And the nitrogen goes into your joints and then dissolves out in one atmosphere, right? In normal ground level. Yeah. But when you're underwater, the nitrogen can't dissolve out because there's too many atmospheres. Uh, so because the, the pressure, every 10 feet you go down is another bar of pressure, right? Or 10 meters you go down is another bar of pressure. So then when you go up, the nitrogen then expands in your joints, it gives you decompression sickness. And Jesus, if you, on, man. if you get on a plane. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you yeah, fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when I get on a plane, for some reason, like here, it stings so much and I can't Here? Breathe. We're on a podcast, Mark. Oh, yeah, on the left side of back side of my neck, <laughs> coordinates so 101. Like, <laughs> behind your ear? Or yeah, like, behind my ear. Like yeah, here, I feel like I, I can't. Like, probably it's, a U-station. Uh, do, you also, do you also it ever like yawn and then you get the popping in your ears yeah, to like yeah, clear yeah, them out? Yeah, yeah, but it's a flip whether it hurts or not. You can also do that by holding your nose and puffing out your cheeks. Called uh, vasovagus. By the way, final thing on this. Off topic thing. Hang on, hang on. So for the record, this that just happened, this is what the Medivedi podcast Wouldn't it would be. be. Great? <laughs> so if if that was enjoyable, I need some sense of validation. Yeah. So if there's anyone in the comments that's right, like, in the comments, thought, hey, I, that actually Medivedi. sounds like a really interesting podcast. Then we will make. And if that. anyone likes me hosting and prefer You're over Drake Austin, I'll host him with Drake Austin. <laughs> I, I miss you, Drake Austin. I'm hosting <laughs> so good. Last thing on this off topic. <laughs> They, so in this plane, <laughs> by the way, in planes, we had two yeah. lines of G two In planes, in planes, in planes, one hundred percent, they put something in the air to make you feel more tired. One hundred percent. Every time no, I get on the plane, I realize there's less oxygen in the air. So yes. yeah, but in the plane, do they do anything to the plane? Because I swear, every time I get on the plane, <laughs> I feel more tired. I feel. So I'm going like to say there could be a number. Of I, I'm going to put this out here without having done my research, but I'm pretty confident. They don't drug you on the <laughs> No, 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 not, not intentionally. <laughs> no, no, no. You're suggesting that thousands of commercial planes do not drug you? That's what chemtrails are! That's oh. <laughs> the sleeping No, drugs. no, I thought they did like, I thought they, they put something and then like it makes you like a, a bit weak. Not, what, not, they not, drug like, you is what you're saying? No, 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 <laughs> maybe, maybe like there's a percent less oxygen or more and you just I mean, get there a bit is, more. And it, there that is makes less you more tired. It's pressurized to a, a certain level You need level to put your password in it, Lock. Yeah. <laughs> You're masturbated, locked. Don't look at my notepad of my things we're talking uh, about. Okay, yeah. When you it. unlock it, got it. But interestingly, you know why you have tomato juice on planes? No, because it usually you know how tomato juice doesn't actually it's taste that nice, center. right? Unless it's in like a Bloody Mary, tomato juice isn't that tasty on the ground. The higher up you are, the less sensitive your taste buds are, and so you can so have tomato juice the on the plane. Food sucks. Yeah, it, that's why all plain food tastes really bad. Hey, some plain food has been good. It can be good, but it's never like the best food I've ever eaten. Sure. Right? And that's because on the ground, that would actually taste quite nice. They put a lot of salt on plain food as well because okay. it helps it taste better. Gentlemen, I'm going to stop us here because You're as much as I'm the, I'm, I'm the You're renter, the, yeah. we've been talking for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is an hour Vinny, and 20 max. really sleepy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we've talked about two teams. Okay, I think the XLG2 summary was There's good. only two more teams to talk about though. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like I want to touch on a couple of things because I think for a lot of people at home, uh, I know we've talked about it a lot, who can make the season finals, right? Sure. I'll give a quick TLDR. Fnatic versus Heretics on Friday, winners through to the next round. The loser is completely out. They can't make season finals. They're gone on that Friday. That's an elimination match for season finals. Wait, it's actually the winner also qualifies. And the winner also qualifies. Yeah. So yeah, the winner of that is through. Uh, I X feel really bad for the record because I, I feel like in my head, the six that I would have wanted mm. would be 
XL fanatic and her- heretic, yeah, along and with the BDS mad. I agree. G2. I agree. Yeah, but I think it, that a lot of this, like, I think our system. Obviously, it's our first year of the system yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. to like the season finals and who can make it. And I understand the idea of like performance throughout the year should matter. But I have seen that sentiment of like, well, heretics and fanatic. I think both those teams are top six quality level. Maybe we could have like some system where the the can the, I quickly. Cadre started the quick summary of what season finals means. <laughs> oh yeah, let me finish. Do you just to hear? Okay, whoever wins out of Heretics and uh, and Fnatic is into season finals. The loser is out. Done for the rest. If of If XL make finals, so they win their best of five, they are into season finals. If yep. they lose that, Koi will be our last team in the season That's finals. Crazy. So it will be currently it's Mad G two BDS and SK all locked, and one of Heretics, Fnatic, and either XL or Koi. Yep. That's perfect summary. That's it. That's our six teams. But you're completely right. Yeah. So let's say Fnatic wins that series and then they beat XL as well. We mm. don't have Heretics or XL, yeah, which right. I feel like is a, is like a disservice to looking at that G2 best of five. Well, so that without... Okay, we're going on another tangent again. The, the, the problem is that fans believe that Summer, because it's recent, yeah. should qualify you for the season finals. But mm. ultimately, the way that you should view them is that each split should be independent of one another. Because you think about it, right? BDS made finals last split, mm. right? Which wasn't even that long ago. Um, and the split before that, you had G2 and... Was it Mad? No. Uh, so split I'll, one. I'll for you. Uh, Why have I forgotten who was in the one G2 won against Mad, I believe. It was G2 it? versus yeah, Mad, Mad won, then Koi, then SK. Mad won yeah. Friday, Saturday, then lost Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was G2 versus Mad, and then it was BDS versus Mad, Mad and then now we're going to get G2 versus either XL, Hertix, Fnatic. Yeah. So, um, but the season finals is supposed to be like the culmination of everything mm. from the year. And obviously, it makes sense that recency people should weigh more. But ultimately, what just needs to happen is a redistribution of the points. Uh, is that like winter probably shouldn't weigh as much 20 as it points does. Less on average, and then like yeah. summer should weigh more. Or, or some kind of system where like if you did well throughout winter and spring, we'll give you a safety net or a double limb buff for summer. But that's what you know? the point system yeah. is. That's what the safety yeah. net so is. So my, my, my idea of that would be like not to. I mean, Mad Lines is an example of that who have mm. that safety net, right? They, they went finals, finals, and then they, they got eighth, fifth. No, eighth. Because they finished, lost, yeah, they lost, right? So yeah, they have the safety net. They're into season finals because mm. they got two finals in a row. But this yeah. is the thing. The, the problem is, and like the, the expectation of a team that went 10th, 10th mm. to then get third, the expectation, like for that to happen is just crazy. You know True. what I mean? And so like, unfortunately for Excel, if they had literally gotten like ninth or eighth, that probably could have been enough for them. Yeah, in if terms the, of... well, yeah, if they'd got eighth once, they would have got fifteen more points, and that would put them above. Oh, that would put them one point behind Koi actually if they finish where they and are now. Points. And that's literally like if or they what, had five just points, if they had just won mm. one or two more yeah. games in previous splits, that would have been enough. So yeah. it's one of those weird ones where like I totally get fan sentiment. I get what they're saying. And it's and, frustrating. And yeah, and I, and I, and I want to emphasize that like the team behind the scenes, this is the first year doing this, and I yeah. know for a fact that they're going to make changes. What those changes are, I don't know, but like yeah. they're going to make adjustments to the format to try and better cater and like. Um, fix some of the issues that this mm. format does present but i will say that like it's when you go 10th 10th third it's one of those things where like well you did go 10th twice <laughs> True. i think it's good that we brought it up though because it's almost like a cushion blank because there won't be a euphoria episode until towards season finals mm-hmm. right in a couple right. weeks time we'll have a break but 
after this episode on the weekend, if XL do lose and Heretics are out and Koi is through, right? People are going to be like, wow, in our top six, we've got a team that just finished eighth Mad Lions. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Koi, who didn't really deserve to make it either over a team like but XL. Mad actually finished seventh and Koi finished eighth. Uh, yeah, oh. seven, we've got a seventh and eighth place team from summer in our top six, right? We've got a team uh, like, I don't know, SK who had a great year mm -hmm. throughout the year, but it was never really like a peak, right? So I think a lot of people, if that does happen, is going to be a bit upset. And, and I, I, get I that. think the format, yeah, yeah, like we said, it's it's our first year. Maybe next time we can have like- But like it's also, it's just specifically or... for like the world's representation. That's why I think fans get really concerned because yeah. yeah. they're like, we actually want the best possible teams being able to compete for that And it's four of spot. them, right? Yeah, and it's four. Yeah. So you look at that top six and if you sit there and go, I only have faith in two of these six teams, then obviously you're going to be concerned. Yeah, and I, I totally get and that. And if you're like, wow, in SK shoes, this is great, right? If you're SK, props to SK. We have to win a best of five. I don't know what the draw is going to be against mm -hmm. Mad or Koi, who just finished seventh or eighth. And then we've got a guaranteed perhaps fourth place finish for a Worlds against an NA team, right? Mm -hmm. Which is crazy, right? You, you go into a top six, you win one best of five, you're basically at Worlds. There's so many spots and there's possibility of weak teams that aren't in form, but they were in form earlier in the year. So it's kind of like a debate of whether they can bring it back versus having recency bias of yeah. better teams. I also think there's um, a patch thing, just with the way our splits are. That's a big deal, right? yeah. If you do well for one regular season mm -hmm. and you get, you know, eighth place, sixth place, like well-ish, right? Um, you can actually accelerate your points a lot by being good at only one patch. And you could even say it the other way, right? XL, they weren't that good in regular season here, but they're really good on the current patch. But they haven't been good the rest of the year. Yes, they made a player change, but is one patch sample size good enough to get you into qualification for Worlds when Worlds could be on an entirely different Because match. for the record, the only team that has consistently made every top four is G2. Yeah. And yeah. they lost to Mad in a five-game series. And I think that many would argue that like That's if Mad, finals, right? if yeah. G2 had won that, there's no reason why they couldn't have been strong enough to beat BDS in the finals as yeah. well. Mm. Um, but like G2 is the only team that's actually been consistent all yeah. year, to their credit. But like we've had nine different teams in our playoffs, nine different teams in our playoffs, top, top four, yeah. right. so. which for me is a is a reason why I like the format. <laughs> I like the fact that we get to talk about different teams all the time. Yep. A part of me enjoys the fact that it's not always like the strongest organizations yeah. that we see at the I, top. I but. wonder if you could do some kind of like. Now, I'm not going to pitch ideas here, but LPL, exactly for example. You're you're no, no, I'm just going to bring up doing. the LPL, for example. Sure. Right, The LPL, you have no double elimination until top four. When you're sure. top four, you have double elim. But top six will go into the regional gauntlet, right? But the ones that go to Worlds, it's first place and the one with the most championship points. After that, everyone else is regional gauntlet. I think a similar sort of thing could happen. I mean, it does, but, it does extend record, our league, but like the top six, the finals, you know, you could have the top two teams go and then the regional gauntlet West seventh and eighth. Like, adding in an extra like. tournament will always give you more clarity as to who the best teams are. At the moment. True, but I what, totally what agree point with do you stop? That's the thing, right? We already have three splits and a season finals. Yeah, yeah sure, we could add in a regional gauntlet and... I think if you want to be the best in terms of uh, competitive integrity, mm. you should just add in more games because it gives you more sample size. But where where do you put it? If Asia Games wasn't on, we finish season finals and then like three weeks later we're at Worlds. Yeah. Do you make teams play regional gold oh, yeah. there when they're only qualifying for playoffs? Quick thing uh, I just want to highlight before you bring up your point uh, for everyone at home. Yes, the LCK and LPL finals finish in about a week and a half and ours don't finish until September 10th. Yeah. But those teams have Asia Games in September yeah, as well. Worlds doesn't start until and, October 10th. Right, so, so they'll, they'll be starting Asia Games by the time around. we finish finals. So there's no like this justice of like, well, they get six weeks off and we only get three, yada, yada, yada. The, the, <laughs> I think it's really bad. So for example, you look at LCS, 
their season's going to end and there's going to be a big gap. Yeah, it's like for two those months, teams. I think. True. And I wonder like how much scrim and practice time. Like, it's a good I, and a bad thing. You could go to, to Korea could. and boot camp. Oh, just boot camp in Korea for two months. That's actually a good point. And it's in Korea, so there's no worries about like, actually, having to Actually, to be honest, away. I think yeah. it's only really a good thing. Let's, just end, let's just end winter. Crown whoever's like right. <laughs> XL second, right? <laughs> Everyone wants that. Yeah. G2 first. We play the one Fnatic Heretic series and then we just send those four Everyone teams to Korea, off. Korea, yeah. Just send them all to Korea. It's actually, <laughs> that's actually really good, isn't it? Yeah. It's either A, stay in the NA, keep scrimming for a couple more weeks and play more best of fives on stage to determine more finalists, or B, go to Korea for two months and play against the Asian teams. Very good for the teams, not very good for the four. viewers. For the record, the season yeah. finals, like after that, they're still going to have like a month. Yeah. It's a full mm. month. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Apart from, I, I don't know when the NA versus EU fourth place. I have no idea. It's funny how like, I, lo I love every year when it depends where Worlds is, where it's like Worlds in Europe, the Korean teams are like, yeah, we'll arrive like two days, days before, before our yeah. best of five. We'll scream LPL. <laughs> Europe finishes. Everyone to Korea quick. We've got flights <laughs> in like six o'clock. <laughs> I will like... say though that like, <laughs> I don't have enough data to support this. Sure. But in my head, whenever World is in Korea, we know that the Korean teams struggle. Yeah. But I feel like the Western teams do better just because okay. we get to go there and scrim in Korea much earlier on. Then again, G2 did make finals in, uh, in Europe in 2019. No, I know that, but G2 was an enigma and we all know Fnatic that. made finals in Korea though. Was That's it 2017 2018, last time? 2018. 2018. Yeah. 2018. Fnatic. Fnatic made I think there was an MSI in Korea at some point yeah, as well. Probably. But the only counter-argument is that it's 2019, all European teams made it to group to the knockout stage. It was Splice, G2, and uh, Fnatic that made it to knockout. Hey, listen, man, I'm trying to build us hope, okay? Can you start? So yeah, I, I do stop. agree the sentiment of like, oh, if we go to Korea, we can definitely practice no, but more. Ev everyone did well in Korea. Vitality only lost out to Cloud9 in that group Samsung. of death. I still there was that, that. Genji, RNG group with Yamato. Yeah, like Genji. every EU team did well in Korea. Correct. Maybe True. it's a food buff. So where are we the worst is the question. Well, NA, we're the worst. Only Rogue got out and they got 3-0. Yeah. We did pretty we well when we went. In China. We did well in China. 2017, we were okay. We had two teams in quarters. NA was 2016 as well, wasn't it? H2K. Was that Albus Knox? In 2016 NA, NA was bad. Yeah. It was bad. And 2022, 2022 NA, NA was, was bad. bad. NA! We, Dude, NA, we, we get infected. We do. We get we infected. Can't, we can't, never again. We just we can't, don't, we can't go to NA. No, again. we just veto it. Yeah, we veto Does it. Does Europe okay. get a vote for where Worlds yeah. is hosted every time? <laughs> veto NA every <laughs> single time and vote for an Eastern region. <laughs> so we'll see how we do. But so Heretics and Fnatic are two teams. That's exactly what I was about yeah. to do. I, don't doubt, I was about to do that. The, the host was about to transition. We've been here job. for an wait, hour. Wait, wait, wait. And, and Phil, could you bring up the graphic of the of the, 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 the upcoming games? Perfect. So G2 XL, G2 in the final, XL is Again, on the podcast Saturday match. Medic game. <laughs> I know it's on YouTube. There's a graphic bring this up the graphics. <laughs> I, so I feel yeah. like some people are going to look at the graphics. So we've got three best of fives left. And of course, yes. quick reminder, I know I'm saying Friday. People are probably like, well, he's on Friday. There's no Monday games. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week. So Saturday, Friday yeah. will be the Heretics Fanatic series. And some of yeah. you are going to be like, why do you have it on a Monday games all split and then you move it on a Friday? Because we do. Accept it, okay? It just is what it is. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if you don't like it and you want someone to blame, DM Vedius on Twitter. No, His no. DMs are open. <laughs> Vedius blame him. Go on the LEC Discord. Discord. Yeah, but you can also check out Cadrill's Twitch and his chat really ate him. So, yeah. you know, it's... My chat, you know what? Me and, me and my chat are only like... So Team Heretics and Fnatic. <laughs> I was about to do that. Uh, uh, uh. Give me your thoughts. Our thoughts. Yeah, I'm the host, so I'm Wait, just going to be like, hive mind. Very here's, very a, very here's a topic. Here's a topic. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> All right, let's educate him. So, Medic. Yeah, buddy. When we think back to Fnatic versus SK, mm -hmm. 
one of the things that stood out to me was their early game. Yeah. And it felt like that Fnatic had reclaimed one of the biggest strengths that they had from the regular season. What are your thoughts on this topic? I agree with you. you so agree. you're just doing what yeah. I did as the host, but then countering it. No, at least he's giving a bit of analysis. <laughs> I'm educating you on how you make an interesting point yeah. and then give I, your I, guest an opportunity to then further expand upon an interesting I, point. I'm going to say, medic. When? I think generally, we, we talked a little bit about jungle supports in the GLA on, mm -hmm. and uh, Trimby and Razzle could both come out and said that the fact that Trimby joined that team and took a lot of the need to be vocal away from Razzle because really unleashed Razzle on the map. I think Razzle is probably the best jungler in the league right now, um, in my opinion, at least. We obviously, we'll see how he plays against, Pe against Peach and Yike, um, but... Top three. Overall, yeah, I mean, def three, I definitely say. top three. Yeah, um, Yankos is good though. Yeah, I mean, Yankos is a very good player as well. I'm not mm. saying anyone else is bad by saying this is euphoria, mate. You say something, <laughs> those comments. Oh, are, who did you say was top three? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we clip that? The, yeah. the synergy between Trimby and Razzle <laughs> is off the charts. They're playing really well together, and I think that really bolsters Fnatic's early game. No, what I do agree. you think, Mark? Yeah, tell the special guest. I think Fnatic struggled in their first series against SK because their meta read was trash. It was awful. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 as yeah. much as you talked about like the patch being really good for Europe and Trimby being a good player, Trimby's best engaged sports Rakan, and I think he prefers ranged sports after that engaged yeah, sport. I think fair. Nautilus and Braum and stuff like this is not really Trimby's wheelhouse. His thrash was good. Yeah, but thrash is not really an engaged sport. No. It's like a lane pick champ. So it's I plain, think when you're yeah. thinking like REL support, when you're thinking Nautilus, Alistar, this ain't Trimby. And I think that's, if you look at the G2 series, Rel Alistar every mm -hmm. game basically, right? I mean they did have that Melio game. Can you bring up all time, yeah. like most yeah. played. Actually, I'm curious what is Rakan is his most played. A part of me feels like that that's not entirely true. So Rakan, 41 games, 85% win rate. Yeah. We yeah, actually did the numbers on engage versus um, 85% yeah, win rate on 41 games. But the I did the numbers on well, uh a day of our stats person ran them for me. Uh without Rakan. His win rate on engage drops to 53% mm. from like 64% or something. And his engage is like 53, uh, his non-engage is like 53.4% win mm. rate. Okay. So it's about even. But I think he, like when he joined, he was definitely more of an enchanter, yeah. non-engage support. And, right? and it has been an enchanter slash range support meta okay, for a while. Yeah. But I do think there is like an argument to be had where Trimby is like, out of Mickey, Hillisang, Trimby, Limit. Yeah, Trimby is definitely the most. He's the most yeah. range support. If it was a range support, meta Rel. trimby would have them all yeah because according to this his rail win rate is 84 percent across 13 games or 15 games interesting 13 games 13 games, 13 games. yeah sorry it's i mean he's very good at engaged supports as well yeah and I, I would also be interested on which teams he played these champions on the most Fair. true right because if he's played the most rail while on Fnatic. They're winning a lot at the moment, Same. right? And if he's played the most rail when he was on Rogue and they were doing really well. It was well. more that just like, I wanted to challenge. I'm not sitting there and saying that like, I, I think you're both right in that, especially when you look at his history, Nami, Braum, Lulu, Yumi, they're all up there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think, I think that, going back to my, just to finish my point, yeah, continue. Uh, meta read was terrible. Even mm. now, I still think their meta reads a little bit off. You know, when you go look, look at the SK series, they're still playing Annie on 13-13, which... We don't see much of. But it was into the Tristana specifically, which I think was fine. Mm, I think, I mean, I don't know the entire draft and what kind of champion they needed, but when it comes to like Annie nerfs and then like uh, Nico being played, despite it getting nerfed, Caps was picking it, but he's like the only one playing it. I feel like if, if you're looking at that game, Azir was open and he's humanoid. I think they maybe if they needed to engage, sure, but they had like Rel Rakan, do you really need more engage? I feel like Azir Zaya would be good there. You know, things like that. 
So, but Azia I mean, was I something just, that they already fell yeah. short on. What I will say is you just did what a bunch of pro players did, which is Wyanne got nerfed. Now she's a fundamentally useless champion, yeah. which is not true. I think that like her nerfs brought her from giga OP tier <laughs> to pretty strong still. Mm. And I think that like all Humanoid did was he saw Tristana and he was like, I need something that can go into Trist. Mm. And that was something at MSI that we saw all the time, right? The Annie into Trist matchup was super common. I will also say having Annie, even though you have Railroad Khan, like the initial... The first bit of CC mm. is quite hard for Rel Wakan to hit unless you have a good flank, right? Mm. Rel jumps in. She's really slow. You're playing into Kaisa Sejuani, Jax, Trist. All of them can jump away. Alistair can disengage. Rakan isn't the best primary engage unless you have a really good flank. So having Annie who can just flash stun mm. and then everyone jumps in, mm. I can see why that would work over something like in Azir. I mean, I can see your point of like point and click stun, go in, it's going to work. We have follow-up. It's just a wombo combo, yeah. right? But I also have like the, the opposite side of the coin where it's like, I feel like against teams like G2 or XL, I think keeping up with champs like Annie, especially if games are scrappy and you're going mid-late game, as much as your flash ult is like a way to fight Nashes and stuff like this, the reliability of having things like the Azir or like sure. playing Jace Maokai is like so much more valuable. Didn't they you know, do that, that That's very valid. The Jace yeah. they did. The Jace yeah, they did. did. And I think in that game specifically, like if you want to isolate it, you could be like, well, they have GP top, they need some kind of frontline, Annie Tiberius, they need a Rakan Rel. Like it kind of makes sense, right? I think the whole point is like support meta was weird. They were playing Zeri in the first week. Their meta read now is better and it's getting better. And I think this extra week will help them a lot. Mm -hmm. But they need to make sure they figure out exactly what they want to play. Because right yeah. now, there's so much you can play. You can play like AP Varus bot with a Jace. You can still play Zeri, like Weibo was playing Zeri with like, uh, I don't know what it was, like Zeri Rakan or something. And he was playing like Static Shiv Zeri. You have to find a way to get Weibo in every time. Yeah, it? No, no. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, like oh, why would I listen to the losers? Z yeah. Zaya Rakan <laughs> is still like obviously top tier. <laughs> they're not out they can still make well, roads well they are they're fundamentally um, out of playoffs that's what they, they are can, yeah, yeah but they, still, they can still make roads right? they're still uh -huh, in the regional uh -huh, uh -huh. It's, not, uh, it's not completely doomed and like they play GP which is like interesting is yeah. the rel flex something they can do you know Trim's got an 83% win rate on rel does he want to play rel you know I think players historically if you look at them in certain metas like uh, I'll just pull out Reckless you know he played Kalista in like 2016 2017 when Kalista was meta, I didn't pick it. You know, I feel like as much as players have like history on champions, they can be stubborn. They yeah. can be stubborn when it comes to replaying them. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like out of the four teams we have right now, the only one who I think is just lacking a tiny bit behind on meta is Fnatic. Sure. Because I feel like okay. G2XL were going crazy. And even they were taking it a step further with the Kaiser counters, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. I mean, I think that G2 have the best flexibility in the current meta. Uh, I think that XL have a style that they found. The mm. second best meta team, I actually think, is Heretics. Why? They, they are limited, in a sense, in their top lane pool. But I think that right now, they have the best possible top lane pool they could get for Ebi. Renekton, Ebi champion. They can play Orn. Mm -hmm. That's a perfectly fine Ebi champion. Mm. They can still play Scion. While it's not optimal, they can definitely still do it. Uh, what else? I know he's not much of a Gwen player, but normally you only pick Gwen. The only thing I don't think I've seen Ebi play much is Jax. Uh, he hasn't played a huge amount of it. Yeah. I'll get him up. But I don't think many European players playing Jax barring BB. Well, the ones uh, that I thought of immediately, there was Broken Blade, there was Irrelevant. Irrelevant did play Jax, then... but he struggled against the GP a little bit. Right, Ebi only has four Jax games all time. Oh, Nah is another yeah, one. Also, thinks, also plays. I also yeah, think yeah. another champ that not many people playing is like Rumble. I mean, it was banned against Odo Amne, I guess, but yeah, we Odo haven't Amne seen is a much Rumble. Rumble. Player, um, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that right now when like making sure Ebi can get comfortable champions and if you've got Nah, Renekton, Orn, maybe Scion, he's fine. VTO, in my opinion, right now, the way I would rate mid laners based on entire split performance, right? Caps. Originally it was after the regular season, humanoid caps VTO. Mm. 
after the group stages, I was going to say a part of me wants to do VTO, VTO caps yeah. humanoids. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how like these play out, obviously. Um, the way that our pro works is across the entire season, which has its cons, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but um, VTO needs to be in the conversation top three just yeah. because he has had an incredible split. Like there have definitely been games where he's had like weaker performances, but overall he's he's right. playing super well. Yankos continues to be really strong. I mm. also think he's a top three jungler. Mm. Um, it's interesting because... I'm just looking here. Koi banned Rumble against Heretics. They banned it. Yeah. Which yeah. is also something where I'm like, hmm, Evie on Rumble, I'm not sure if that's like something they would want to take Maybe away. Maybe it could also they didn't just know, be a Koi yeah, general yeah. read that they don't they want to play into Rumble. But one thing I think uh, Heretics has got going for them is, I just looked at it here, Jace is like permabanned against them, which mm. I get. Like Vito is probably a good Jace, but I think that's because Flacket is just a good mage bot laner. And yeah. if you're playing like Jace AP jungle with a mage, mm. you're, you're always six, right, If anyone yeah. has like the best mm. AP bot players right now, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's heretics. He was always Flacket was always the Seraphine player on G two. Yeah, well, Seraphine Ziggs yeah. and stuff like that. It's interesting because you look at the bot metas for all the teams. XL are going to play Kalista slash Engage, similar to G two. G two have their and stuff. G two have their Cogmo. Heretics have their AP bot laners if they want to bust them yeah. out. Mm -hmm. And then Fnatic has Noah, who's just going to maybe Aphelios just play Aphelios guy, Aphelios guy right? <laughs> so I feel like you've got different metas coming in. You know, VTO, you're talking about Heretics being up there in the meta. Yeah, they can flex Kai'Sa as well. Who else yeah. can flex Kai'Sa? We haven't really seen that from any of these teams. Oh, G2 have. Well, actually, have we seen a Caps? No, I don't think we've seen a Caps. So yeah. that's like a huge valuable first pick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've seen that. Razark on Rail Jungle. We haven't seen many other junglers just play it. And yet. we saw Yike on Rail Jungle as well. Other than Yike. He struggled on it a bit. Yeah, we've seen, we struggled a bit. We've seen GP from Oscar. We've seen mm. Jax from BB. You know, can they cross over? I feel like these teams have different. Now picks. that you mention it, I will. I will agree that we've got some pretty different meta reads from each of our teams. Yeah. Like a, a part of it will be a result of like limitations in champ pools that exist across any team, right? Mm. Some players just can't play certain. I remember when you were telling me how like you've had players in the past where you sit there and go, this is really OP. And they go, well, I can't play it. So yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you've got a week to learn it. I can't learn it in a week. Yeah. Boom. yeah. And so like... you've just got to then find ways in the draft around it. Sometimes it's just a permaban. Sometimes it's, I've got this counter that's pretty good into it, you know? Mm. Um, but I also just think that you're right where different teams are playing towards different strengths that they have and they're being flexible in different ways. Uh, talking about like meta is obviously i think i think heretics have a pretty good read on the meta um but uh i've been super impressed sure. with their 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 mid jungle yeah mercer also like he was good, yeah, <laughs> was good. <laughs> like i was just kind of, like he's not a support player that i ever really think of especially when you look at that team like the conversation always exists around vto but yeah, okay. uh but mercer, i think vto super well yeah mercer played well I don't, I don't think it's like the be on and end all the sure, supports sure, right sure. so, but vto is his Target selection in team fights has really impressed me. The amount of times I've seen him on an RE just find the enemy AD carry in the middle of like two or three players mm. and then just win them the fight. It's, uh, I, it's very impressive. I feel like there was players who like kind of single-handedly carry series last weekend. I feel like VTO is one of them, mm -hmm. but also in their wins, Han Sama. I'm just going to read you his scorelines. Okay, their first game, 15 and 3. Yeah. In their next win, 14 and 1. Mm -hmm. And in the Cogmore game, 9 and 1. And like in the losses, he was kind of even. Sucks, you know, but you look at other players' scorelines and like the way team fights play out, VTO on that Kaiser. Flacket Zaya, he made a couple mistakes. He got hit by like a hook in one of those games and just died randomly. Mm -hmm. And it was VTO who had to like single-handedly carry. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how like there is just certain players who can just step up and carry the entire game. And I think the meta allows them to do that. Like yeah. Kaiser is a champion. Which is probably with. why Jace right Cogmore. now, based on the games that we've seen, I probably would put VTO first if I was yeah. to rate top three mid laners. It would probably be... After playoffs for sure. 
Yeah. Entire split. Caps has to be up there, right? Because he had a really good Yeah, split. he had a great regular... Well, actually, origi- playoffs- after the regular season, I put Humanoid first. It was Humanoid, then Caps for me. Because I think Humanoid's regular season laning, he was dumpstering everyone. Hmm. He was an incredibly yeah. good player throughout the regular season. And then, because it was in the first week of groups where everyone was like, Humanoid, what the hell? Where he yeah. picked out a Zier and everyone was like, what are you doing, bro? Um, hmm. Also, small one quick point. Trimby Thresh, I remember you just brought it up. Yeah. They're playing Jinx Thresh. You know, no one else is playing Jinx Thresh, which is weird. Like, there's so many, like you said, everyone has a different style, and I am not sure whose style is better. No I think if you look at carry, other regions, yeah. Yeah. if you look at other regions, I think G2 XL are up there, and Fnatic is the one lacking behind. But Fnatic, if you're playing like Jinx Thresh, and you're playing like these Zaya Brown stuff, and like you are going to play Aphelios, which is last patch kind of style, or even a patch before with Jinx, for example. If you get to late game, it will kind of work, you that's know? Thing, it's yeah. just the game I feel like right now is so mid-game heavy, you know? Mm-hmm. With Kai'Sa but getting Fnatic, two items quickly. That's, but that's Fnatic's shift. strength. They're, they are still good in their early to mid-game. We looked at the stat last week. Because um, of Razork, though. And the ca- yeah, yeah, but it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just Razork. Trimby also helps. Yeah, I like, feel like Razork has some games where he just is like single-handedly making the early game and then one mistake happens and it just yeah all that goes is the way that yeah, is the yeah. issue for Razork. he'll get like a 2k gold lead and then get caught out once but to, that, uh, to his fight. credit to his credit like they went 7-2 during the regular season mm. and aside from losing to sk02 they went 2-0-2-0 oh sure you know what yeah, i mean fanatic's still a very good team and it's, oh, yeah. but it's just one of those things where like because I, I think that Razork naturally has a target on his back because earlier in the year he wasn't playing super well and he does have um a a history, I would say, of just making those plays where you're just like, what the hell, and throwing the whole game. Mm. And I just want to be like, this split, this whole split, he is too. way more consistent than he mm, was. Sure. That's not to say that he doesn't still make those mistakes every sure. now and then, but I just want to give him his fair credit because sure. I agree. After the regular season, I was like, he's number one jungler yeah, for me. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting because when I think like, I feel almost bad for XL because when I think about their team, it's hard for me to actually rate all of their players in top three, even though they find themselves in second it's, place right it, now. It's odd because Otto Amne, that's that series against G2, he got bodied. He yeah. did. Like yeah. he got bodied. And you look at Abadaga through the regular season, he was struggling a lot. Yeah. And in the first best three, I think he was struggling, barring the I don't know who it was they Well, they went the five and four during the regular season, yeah. right? But Heretics was the same. They had like a good start to the split and yeah. then they were very inconsistent. But even then, I still think even in their losses, I remember like VTO's LeBlanc going like seven, one and two mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the players were able to stand out. And I just think it's fascinating that when I look at Heretics and I look at Fnatic, I'm looking at those two rosters to fill out my other like, who do I put? in my top three who do i put in my top three and then i look at excel and i'm actually not going even though patrick had a great series overall against g2 you know it was great to see patrick back and form a player that it wasn't i think back to his time on origin where like he had his glory days and he's definitely had his highs since then i think the problem that was funnel meta and he was playing estrel every game so that's the only problem he carries with kind of like neglect it's it's just yeah and it's great to see him playing again but i feel kind of bad that like i'm not putting him in my conversation i think excel are just the quintessential sum is greater than the 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 total is greater than the sum of its parts right as a team they look incredibly coordinated their mid game is really strong but if you look for individual lane advantages or individual leads they're not really gaining them as often as other teams are, right? Like, Abadage just doesn't just take over a game, but then he mm. did, right? Again, in game two against Fnatic, he had like 15 kills, 16 kills on the Jace and just absolutely destroyed. So I, yeah, I agree with you that in terms of individual name value and, and general quality of play, I'd be looking at other, uh, other players. But if XL continues to perform like this for the rest of playoffs, 
I think a few of those names are probably going to start creeping into the, the top threes, top twos. I will say that coming into this series, I will put my money on Fnatic. Yes. Yeah, They're my favorites for me in the mm. best of five. Yeah, um, against Heretics specifically. Or... Against Heretics specifically. Fnatic versus Heretics. I'm leaning, I would say like a 3-1 or a 3-2 Fnatic. Pardon me. Only because I think that... Um, well, I don't think VTO is especially lane dominant, but I just think that Heretics play a slower game than Fnatic do. And I think that Fnatic are much better at being able to build a lead and then snowball off the back of it. The way in which I think Heretics would win is Yankos shuts Razork down because it's very clear to me that if you stop Razork doing what he's good at, mm. Fnatic just doesn't look the same. They're a team that is used to playing with a lead. And when they don't get that lead, they just seem a little bit lost. Um, it's kind of like, I know that's a weird thing to say, but like the way that I would try and explain it is just like, when a team has a two or three K goal lead, they know exactly what to do. You know, mm. the map state means like, oh, they've got a tower down. They know what they should be doing. They know that they're stronger, which means that they know they can fight the next Drake and then they can like convert that into Herald or something. And like when they have a lead and when they're just slightly stronger, they know what to do. But when the two teams are even, that's where I feel heretics would have more of an advantage. That's where I actually feel that I would have a little bit more confidence in heretics. Mm. Um, but overall, I have, I guess, I, I just believe that Fnatic will be able to find that early leads. Yeah, I think I think Fnatic's favorite mainly because of top lane. I think you talk about like the oh, Cassante and you know, yeah. Renekton as being like Ebby's champion pool, but uh, Oscar plays GP. He plays yeah, Jax. He plays Olaf. Yeah. He plays Poppy. Is I, he a grand player? I forgot. Uh, Oscar? I don't think so. I don't think he's a grand player. Have a look. I'm a bit scared for them when it comes to the champion pool top and uh, Ebby's blind picks. I mean, that's always the weakness. He plays Heretics, Rumble right? too as well. Oscar, he had a great he Rumble game. He does play Rumble, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Bit early. I remember we did uh, Euphoria and uh, was it last week? And we were like, BDS versus Heretics. Give us one word to sum it up and they were like, top lane. <laughs> yeah. That's two yeah. words. Yeah. Still yeah. Well, top, yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? Uh, I agree. I think um, Vetti's point about early game advantages for Fnatic really rings true when you look at Heretics generally. They won... Games via winning team fights at objectives in the mid game. Like against BDS, a couple of times, like BDS were five, I think it was 7k ahead at 14 minutes or like 15 minutes in one of the games, a couple of k ahead in the other game. And then Heretics team fighting was really good. Like they're very coordinated. Flacker's playing really well in team fights as yep. well, and they were able to win. But Heretics, I looked it up, average 1.3k, 1.4k behind at 15 minutes, and Fnatic averaged 800 gold ahead at 15 minutes. Mm. And I think across a best of five, with Fnatic's early game being as good as it is, you can't fall into that much of a hole that often and expect to win three of those five games unless you are team fighting just that much better than your opponents. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Heretics team fight enough better than Fnatic mm -hmm. to actually. But then, like, th this is where you then have to, like, again, this is why I put the emphasis on Yankos specifically. Oh, sure. Because if anyone's going to shut Razork down, it'll be him. Yep. Right. And so if they can get to those mid game fights, do I believe that VTO is still good enough to carry game? Sure. Sure. You know, so like it's, I'm really excited for this series. It's, yeah, it's I think really it's going to be a banger. Yeah. Um, I just think uh, Heretic, uh, Fnatic, like the way you target Heretics when it comes to power picks, they're mostly mid jungle, those power mm -hmm, picks. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like Kaisa LeBlanc bands are a must and then maybe a Maokai drop onto, onto Yankos, right? You're not really looking at like, I think that Rumble ban, not so sure about it. And as much as picks are mainly towards mid jungle, I feel like as long as Kaiser LeBlanc, Jace are dealt with, VTO is kind of going to be suppressed, unfortunately for him. So blue side will be so big for them. And then a lot of the wins that uh, 
heretics were getting were like trundle games. And I think if you don't give them a Sejuani trundle angle or like some kind of bad trundle matchup, they should be okay. I mean, Meteor has Ari Trist. If you get rid of Kaiser Jace, Maokai or something. I just feel like Ari is more of like a facilitator. It definitely is, but I think he showed in the series against BDS that he can make it more than that. Mm. And I think if he is getting onto Noah, then Fnatic will struggle. Like in team fights, if he's able to pick out Noah, then Fnatic could struggle in fights. Don't they normally do the Ari Viego when they do things like that? So they put like Yankos on a carry and Mm. then. Ari Viego is what they do. Ari Viego, they play Trundle. Did they they play Ari Trundle or was it Ari Viego? It may have been Ari Trundle as well. Like I don't remember all the drafts. Uh, Yeah, I think it was one game of Ari Trundle. But uh, nevertheless, like I think for me, it's just a case of how much can Oscar bring against Ebi? in That's the lane fair. phase and yeah. shut him down because Ebi as much as his re- two Renekton games or three Renekton games he had in their second best three to get them here in the first place he was playing good yeah. before that he was getting bodied in lane he was, uh, yeah. was it against Adam I think it was against Adam he was getting mm-hmm. bodied or the series before that where it was just he was at such big gold deficits that on Orn and stuff that all he would do is just group and I feel like against a player like Oscar if he's playing GP or Jax and you're giving him 2k gold swings yeah. and free lanes He's gonna murder your. Didn't he have the thing. famous like zero nine Scion game as well? Yeah. And I remember oh, the yeah, post match thread where everyone the... was just kind of yeah. like uh, MVP yeah. Uh, yeah. because yeah. he was just body like just throwing his body into the enemy yeah. team. I think the Renekton kind of like helped out a lot of his games in terms of impact, and the Orn was like a okay, I'll just try and it's go even or behind stabilizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has one champ for impact, one champ for stabilization in team fights. And if you look at his match history, Renekton, Orn, Orn, Renekton, Orn, Renekton, Renekton, and then Poppy Cassante. Yep. It's like, well, yep. I think I, we figured out what they well, did in that's groups. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I agree. Yep, I think that's fair. But it, it's, you know, this that specific topic has been brought up multiple times, mm. which is that, like, Ebi is a, is a weakness in the sense that his pool is limited and he's a player that many top laners have been able to beat. Mm. Um so you're going Fnatic. You're going Fnatic? I'm going Fnatic. So let's simulate if Fnatic win XL Fnatic. Now, I don't want like a deep dive analysis, but I need like, obviously, this is the last episode before us, so we need a full prediction. So now you've gotten Fnatic to the next round. You're up against XL. Yeah. Who do you reckon? That's a tough one. It's the question on, is Fnatic, does Fnatic's meta read improve from the first series, to, like from mm. last week to this week? And if it does, does, do they then just carry the momentum through XL? Because I think XL, from what we have seen so far, is the better team yeah. i don't know it's but, a little difficult to say actually right yeah, like, you have to also take into account not sorry to you is g2 was on a 12 game win streak and xl yeah. exactly right it. that's my point right like g2 looked like the best team in our league yeah and xl took them to five games only lost because they got drafted against a cogmore that then scaled through the game right xl looked really good and their mid game looked really good and they didn't fall too far behind early game apart from game one so if they can negate Fnatic's early game i trust xl's mid a lot more than I trust Fanatics mid game. Mm. Oh, mid game. I was mid-game, just like, yeah. you trust Avadar game? No, no, mid game. <laughs> I, I think their, their macro and their movement on the map was actually really good against G2. Mm. Uh, so I'll go XL 3-2. XL 3-2. Yeah. That's a hard one. That is the hardest one. Yeah. XL I, Fnatic. There's a, there's, there's a part of me that just like still doesn't believe in XL. Yeah, understandable. Which mm-hmm. is like, but it's unreasonable. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, if if anything, XL is less one-dimensional than Fnatic because they've been able to prove that they can claw their way back into games. And so, like, the thing that I think is undervalued in my mind is just the sheer level of it. So Abadage has won a title over in North America. Mm-hmm. Odoamne has won a title here in Europe. Uh, their bot lane is one of the, like, I'm not going to say most long-standing because they haven't played together, but Patrick has been playing for years now. Mm-hmm. He played with you on H2K. 
HK, Sheriff, yeah. 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 And Excel, yeah. yeah, and then Limit was playing back on Schalke, and even before that, I think he was playing, right? Like, Peach, SK. it was, SK yeah, Limit. like, it, it, Peach is a young player in a roster of veterans, and these veterans are now finding their form and formula that I think holds a lot of value, which is a kind of why, like, I come back to that topic that I mentioned earlier, which is, I feel bad for Excel because I'm not putting any of them in my conversation for top three players based mm. on the entire split, but they really are the embodiment of the, they're greater than the sum yeah. of their parts, where oh, it's yeah, like that whole, the, the element of experience, the depth of their pools, their willingness to play anything. They seem to not be limited to a single style. Mm. They can play through bot. They can play through mid. They can play through top. Like even though Odoamne was getting body, he did have that game. Was it a, I forget which game it was exactly. The NAR game, maybe? Where he just stomped Broken Blade. I mm -hmm. think it was game four or something. He had a NAR game against Renekton where he had like a really good lane phase overall. Um, he had a poppy game as well into Jax, I think, where his lane phase was good. Yeah, yeah no, it was the poppy. It was, it game was five. the poppy game. It was, it was poppy, poppy into Jax yeah, and yeah, go yeah. ahead, yeah. Uh, so like, it's, yeah. I, I guess like, I, I don't know. My, I value early game strength. Teams that can build early game leads, mm -hmm. I just personally rate highly. And I think that's just kind of like, my intrinsic bias in that i think the teams that can build leads and then can use them are just stronger at league sure. of legends in general and i still think that excel is a bit of a slow team so a part of me would favor fanatic coming into mm -hmm. that series um but it's hard to tell odo Amne versus fanatic again yeah one one last point as well just to, about the like uh, odo story and the the excel story is fanatic will have qualified for season finals in winning their first best of five they'll have made it through and there's a certain degree of relief that comes with that and a certain degree of not foot off the pedal but subconsciously you know you're in so you relax a little More bit of a comfort whereas excel won't have qualified and odo will have the chance to knock out koi i think there's a lot of drive he tweeted it as well he tweeted like he talked about it i <laughs> think tweeted. there's a lot of drive for excel to win that best of five they have an extra day to prepare which is yeah. important because we like it's a shortened week. We only have four days. Heretics will the two. force things out from Fnatic. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Excel you know I mean? like, will get good reads off that. And I think Odoame yeah, yeah, did yeah. tweet, there's no way that I'm gonna <laughs> let Koi get through yeah, yeah, with that yeah. last yeah. best I favor Excel as well. I think the main thing that I was looking at is actually support. I think Limit is just playing so well. And I think this whole meta is so so now good that you mention it, like that that support meta may be the difference. Uh, I am like so convinced that this like support meta is gonna be the big swing and this is the big reason why Excel are, are, are climbing. And I think Limit doesn't get enough credit for the amount of space that he buys, like yeah. the engages he does. I think their shot calling as well. If you watch, there was a sequence, I think, in game five where G2 are on Dragon and XL Herald mid. They then like hit it enough so that the tower's low enough that the Herald crashes. They run into the Dragon pit and they like go around and catch someone off. Mm -hmm. All of G2 jump over the pit to help them. And then they just disengage, go around, get the Dragon yeah, while so the Herald's hitting good. mid to Like their that. sequence yeah. of like ins and outs in fights is really, really good. Even when the Kogmo was ahead in the last fight in the game five, you can see them weaving in and out, try and find and engage on the Kogmo when W's down. So like they're they're like team fights, especially like Patrick on the Zaya creating mm -hmm. space one v two against solo lanes, knowing their limits. I think uh, their their decisiveness in fights is really good, and uh, even if they fall behind, they will find ways to like cross map yeah. properly or like team fight properly. What's so your scoreline? I think 3-1 XL. Okay. I think but that's, XL would push that's all the assuming Fnatic even get there. Yeah, that's I assuming mean, sure. that our favorites play out. I think out, we all mutually like agree Heretics. Fnatic does look favored on paper up against Heretics, but Heretics have always... Another team yeah. similar to XL, maybe on a small level where they've been doubted a lot, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe disregarded, especially in teams like BDS, maybe oh, yeah. beating them in such... As much I know as a like, lot of like, fans, like, I know a lot of fans are going to be sad that you 
like obviously Fnatic is a mainstay organization that you like you're gonna have confidence representing internationally mm -hmm. um but i think a lot of people want to see yankos get back to worlds yeah, you know true. what i mean yeah so it's totally understandable that like i think that this this is going to be a tough series to watch for a lot of us Sad just because you know one of these teams will not be able to qualify for season finals which means that they cannot qualify for worlds. and vtio yeah. was last year the year before misfits won best five away i mm -hmm. think he was from He's making been worlds very well, close so a many few times, times. Yeah, yeah so it's I a heartbreak for him now, yeah. heartbreak for yankos in a failed year that had so much success towards the end you assuming know? they lose assuming they lose yeah. and the same for Fnatic, though right yeah, oh, no yeah, humanoid sure. at worlds no trimby at worlds like this was a a quick like Throw everything on the table. Get rid of the bot lane. Noah Trimby. Everything. Please work. Oscar's on the rise. And you're like, you're almost there. And this rookie top laner is doing good. And Noah looks like one of the best ADs. And then it all collapses. So for both teams, it's like horrific. It's so sad. And it's just so crazy to me that these are the three orgs, XL, Fnatic, and Heretics, that just had bad winters and spring. Yeah. And what we, we said at the beginning of the split, like all these teams need to get top three to qualify for season finals. Yeah. But none of us realistically believed yeah, that they would do it. Right, yeah. We thought that like at least two, like Fnatic started off strong, but we still thought that Heretics and uh, XL would finish at the bottom still and not even come mm -hmm. close. But now we're in that situation that we presented at the and beginning of the split, and now they have to eliminate each other to, to go to If XL finals. lose, that's Koi through to the top yeah. six. Which yeah. a lot of people are going to be like, oh God, uh, Koi, which is in like in their own mess right now and trying to fix things. And like they had the whole support trade with Advienne at the start of the split mm -hmm. where we were like, who's actually favorite here, Fnatic or Koi? I think we we can easily see like Fnatic with their yeah. bot lane change is way more favorite. You know, we'll see if Koi get it together. But for the finals, then if we're assuming that uh, for you, XL, did yep. you say XL or Fnatic would take that? Series? I would probably go Fnatic favorites, then XL favorites, right, then so we'll, G2 favorites. So it's yeah, the rematch. I go G2 favorites as well, I think, in finals. Yes. What do you think of the rematch? Do you think, I mean, it's hard to say without seeing XL or like them play yeah, at all. I'm not answering that question. But, uh, that's a terrible that'll question. Be a good, that'll be a good rematch. I mean, G2 won the last one, they'll win the next one. That's the only thing we yeah. can really base anything off. Right? Interesting. I think that's wraps it up, really. That wraps yeah. up my notepad. We got through all the points uh, on my notepad. Nice. I'm starting to feel sleepy, so if we could... Uh, sleepy? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we can wrap it up. You got any tomato juice? How long have we been going? Uh, an hour and 20. <laughs> that's actually not too bad. We're, all we're on the money. We're on the money. Is there anything you want to say? Final words for the podcast? Medic, I know this was your first one. No, thank you, you very fun? much for having me. It was fun. I yeah. enjoyed myself. Vedius, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, put in the comments if you want the Medivedi podcast. Seriously. We can get no, it. We're we're we can make, we can make it happen. This is not a joke, We right? can make it happen. We just need to show that people the, are interested. The, the pitch would be that it would be Medivedi plus a pro player talking about stuff. not League of Legends. Yes. Yeah. Right? Just stuff. It would just be stuff. Like the time um, Vedi showed me a weird mole. Yeah, I like I got a weird mole right here. Yeah, we can talk mole. about it with a pro right. player, yeah. you know. On a podcast, it'll be hard to show them all, but you know, no, we describe, can describe it. it. Describe it. I know my A, B, C, D, E of describing lesions. Wait, one of the is it asymmetric. One of the topics what are the borders like? that I would probably bring color up. Change? What, What's one, the diameter? One of the topics that I would bring up with a pro player, for example, would be that while living with Medic, I brought to him a wide array of various mild experiences that i had regarding my medical health and then i would ask him am i on death's door yeah to which he would almost exclusively reply it does seem fatal yeah. um and then <laughs> so your roommate said you're basically dying every time you yeah cough. and then and then he would go ha 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 no it's probably this yeah um yeah. and so we would then bring a pro player on to be like do you have any medical concerns that you wish to bring up with where our would you doctor? run this podcast would it be in a studio with microphones and cameras no, that has we, been no, long, no. long standing that you would, would do. kick us out of do you have any medical questions you'd like to ask medic because yeah, you're once in a lifetime um any medical question uh 
Here, no. I'll give you Good. an idea. That was euphoric. <laughs> <laughs> the Medi Medi Christmas special <laughs> with special <laughs> guest does, does, does subbing with Twitch Prime reduce your blood pressure? No. Only if it's to someone with medic in their Twitch name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was Euphoria, <laughs> season 11, episode 19, with me hosting next to many videos. You, you weren't hosting. No, I was hosting. You weren't no, hosting. No, that was a great hosting <laughs> job. Everyone clap for me in the comments for the hosting yeah. job. Fantastic. You've got LEC this weekend. We're starting on Friday. We're Friday. not starting on Saturday. The yeah, first Friday. series, Fanatic versus Heretics. The winner of that will play against Exil. C-E-S-T or C-E-T? Well, it's summer, so it's essential Eastern summertime. You never know. You never know. It's when it's summer, it's the C-E-T, I think, right? that's not Central European summertime? Something like that. Anyway, Saturday, Exil will play up against the winner of Fnatic and Heretics. Central East of the world. And then we'll have the finals. G2 versus the winner of that Excel series. Thank you for watching. <laughs> we'll see you guys just before the season finals. Oh, yeah, I'm, be I'm a couple probably weeks the top break. right corner and, uh, west, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Bye-bye. Like yeah. They don't even say bye-bye. I say bye-bye because I'm the host. Yeah. Farewell. Bye. Bye. <laughs>